Assalamu alaikum, everybody, and a very warm welcome back to the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast. I hope you guys are doing very, very well and uh, having a great weekend so far. So today we have with us, uh, hopefully the sister will correct me if I pronounce her name wrong, but uh, today we have with us um, a new member of the Arabic in 60 Steps team, the Arabic in 60 Steps community and family, Amina Saber. Is that right, sister? Is that how you pronounce your name? Cool, yeah. I, assumed, I assumed it was Saber. Um, yeah. Good. So, so firstly, assalamu alaikum. I forgot to give you salam, by the way, but when we first spoke. That's okay. Welcome, How are you today? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. So, um, so firstly, can we um, so for firstly, actually, maybe I'll talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing with us, maybe first, so so the audience know what you're going to be doing. So, so basically, with with the Arabic in sixty steps resources that we offer. Um, I've recently put together this new course called the Arabic Script Bundle. Um, we've just finished that. That's available for available now, and it's actually free. That is, and um, and I thought because Arabic calligraphy is is so beautiful, like the actual script of the language is is so beautiful. I just wanted us to do something for that, really. So students who are a bit more artistic, students who are a bit more interested in that side of it, would have an opportunity to um, to actually learn good technique of creating Arabic art really. So so that, that that's what I wanted the sister to be involved with, inshallah. So so could you maybe tell us a little bit about um maybe about your art background, like kind of why did you get into calligraphy in the first place? Okay. Um well actually I got a degree in fine art. So I finished that degree last year. Mm-hmm. And within that degree it's quite as a fine art degree and that's quite personal. So artists you're looking for things to investigate and quite often I would go to my own identity and I was do, I would do investigations through like my faith and my culture and things like that. So I grew an interest with calligraphy during the art degree. And then um, last year, I took part in a calligraphy workshop with Haji Nordin. So that was really inspiring to me as well because he was actually there teaching you face-to-face and it was just really nice wow. and yeah that encouraged me a lot to continue with what yeah. I was doing. What, what, what is your background by the way like ethnic background? Well my grandparents are from Pakistan and my oh. parents were born in Scotland. Okay is, is that how you know our brother Raihan? Um, I just know him because he was following my um, Instagram page. The... Oh okay okay like are you from Glasgow as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. That's, you know, subhanAllah, we've had like, in the past month, we've had like eight or nine people from Glasgow, like come and join the program or be involved in the program mm-hmm. somehow. It's, it's so strange, isn't it, subhanAllah? Like that's, you know, like it's not, it's not like, it, like it's a city, right? But it's not like especially big, like it's nowhere near as big as Edinburgh or anything, is it? No. Oh, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Okay, so why, why, so, so tell us about what the brand is now. Like what, what is your handle on Instagram and stuff and what, what, what is that for? Um, so the handle is supper.arts. Yep. Um, I took inspiration from the name because of my second name mm-hmm. and I just wanted it to represent myself and once I started selling the first couple like kind of couple of paintings then it built my confidence up to try different things and try different sizes and um, speaking to the, the customers about what they would like and accommodating to that. And then I built up sort of like ceramics with um, Arabic calligraphy on the ceramics because I thought it was something quite unique. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really nice. So on your on your fine art degree, do, are there any modules to do with Islamic art or um, 
yeah, yeah, Islamic calligraphy or Islamic art and architecture in general. Were there any options like that? Um, there's no like solid modules about it. It's pretty much ind independent learning. Okay. So, like anything and everything. Cool. Well, I, when I did my degree, like I, I don't know if you know SOAS in London, that's where I did my degree. Have you heard of that university before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did my Arabic language degree there. And they've got a really cool department for um for one of the modules that they do called um uh, Islamic, Islamic art and history of Islamic art and architecture or something like that. And um, yeah. I really wanted to do it. But um, in, my, in my final year, I chose to do Somali instead I wanted to do another language so I didn't in the end but man there's some there's some such cool stuff in it because like when you learn yeah. about when you learn about Islamic art like it, it's it's a little bit like it's a little bit like studying literature in a way like it's a, it's kind of a window into the history as well isn't it yeah so I was learning well so then I found like um, in my degree it was quite unique for someone of my background to be studying that degree so I felt like in the degree you're having crits as well so you're like presenting your work to an audience and I felt like I was teaching them about our culture our faith and that felt quite good. Mm, cool what was was your class majority non-Muslims? Yeah they were all, I was the only Muslim. Oh, okay what is like what is the Muslim community like in Glasgow? I've never been I've never been to Glasgow but what's it like there? It's pretty good it's quite tight. Okay right do you like how many mosques do you have? Um, there's quite a few, so there's Central Mosque, Al Farouk, um, there's one in Pollock Shields, there's, there's so many. Oh, okay, cool, okay, cool. To, to be honest, I don't really, I don't know how big Glasgow is, you know, like here in London, if someone asked me how many there were in London, I'd be like, a thousand? I don't know, <laughs> like, so you go to some areas and there's multiple on one street sometimes so yeah I wasn't really sure about Glasgow but hopefully I'll get to visit sometime because I'd I'd really yeah. like to go and, I'd really like to go and visit the brother Raihan inshallah like he's a brother who joined the program quite a while ago and his mum's on the program as well and um yeah like he's just he's just hard working man he just hustled and um you know he wanted to kind of come on to the podcast and speak to me and stuff and he's like my friend now you know, like he started out he started out just being another sort of name on the students list that I got but now like he's he's actually my friend now like I'd, I'd, I'd let him stay at my house and stuff if he wanted to it's um it's kind of like it's a it's a really cool journey that you've that I, I don't know how long you've been kind of creating content and stuff but it's a, it's a it's a really cool journey like the way that the way that you kind of meet people like this do you know what I mean like it's simply just through the way that you create content and put put something something out there in the world that you have opportunities like this and stuff and, and now and now you're kind of contributing to to my program and stuff and obviously I really appreciate it so it's really cool how, how long have you been doing it by the way how, how long have you been putting content out on Instagram um, started last year in March just about when the lockdown started okay cool cool yeah. cool that's really cool how, how many pieces do you think you've done so so far oh gosh there's six sitting over there seven and then probably about, if I had to guess, I'd say about 50. Wow. I don't know, like, they look so time-consuming. Maybe it's because I'm horrible at art, and if I was to try to create anything like that, it'd take me about a year. But it, it looks like, what, what, what's the experience like? Like, when you, when you sit down in front of a canvas to actually create a piece of artwork, like, what's that, what's that like? Like, what, what does it start with? Do you, I don't know. I, I have literally no idea where artists start when they want to create a piece of art, like the artwork that you've done for us. What, what's the yeah. process like? So it's quite therapeutic. What I do first is look for inspiration. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat is going. It's fine, um, it's fine. And um, 
So I have references in front of me as well, just to make sure that everything's going well. But it starts off with the background and you can be as creative as, as you like. And the more materials that you have, the better it is for you, the better the outcome will be. Um, there's quite a lot of times where I've not been happy with it and then I've changed it completely. But it depends on what the customer likes as well, if I'm doing commission work. But a lot of the time, I am just making work that I want to make personally and then I'll sort of upload it onto the page to see if anyone's, if anyone likes it as well. That's really cool. What, what's, what's the experience like in, kind of, in terms of like, if you were to create a piece for yourself versus one that you're selling? What, what, like, is, is there a big difference in the experience for you as an artist in that? Yeah, I think there is a big difference because if I'm making one to sell is for a client so it's based on what they're needing whereas if it's for myself I can be a bit more personal with it and I can sort of connect it to my surroundings so if it's like something that I want to fit in a room in the house I'll think about colours and the style of writing and things like that and it's just like once you start you get into a flow with it and you're just in your you're in the zone. Cool. Cool. Is there a particular, because with, with the pieces that you've done for us and other pieces that I've seen on your Instagram page as well, there's like, there, there's quite a recognizable background to them. You know, and I like, I, like to, to be honest, I, I, as I say, like, I'm not an artist. I don't claim to be sort of well, well learned in, um, in common, common themes in like in Arabic calligraphy art. But like, is, is there a particular inspiration for that? Like, do, do, do you know what, do you know what I'm, re I'm referring to, by the way? Like the background that you kind of have behind the actual calligraphy art. There's kind of like a... Go, the go marble? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's a really fun process because you don't know how it's going to end up because you pour all the paint and liquids, all the colours into like a jug or a cup and then you flow it all over the canvas. So you have no idea what it's going to look like once you actually have it on the board. Mm -hmm. That quite interesting as well that's kind of um that's interesting because it's almost like the even even before you put arabic calligraphy on the on the canvas it's sort of given the the piece its own personality do you know what i mean you yeah. kind of let it let it treat the paint how it wills you know before you even start before you before you even start writing which is really cool yeah. is there is there like is there any particular um, reason behind why you choose certain colors for a background is there certain things to do with contrast with the actual text or anything like that yeah, I want the text to stand out the most in the background, but I want the background to sort of tie into the surroundings. Okay. Nice. So, like, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, like, one of the reasons why, because a few people wrote to me, like a few calligraphy artists wrote to me, and obviously Rayhan brought your name forward as well. And um, the, the reason why I wanted to go with your work is because it seems like the Arabic language is the hero in it. Like the, the contrast with the background, like it, 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 it brings the main attention to the actual text itself. Whereas I think sometimes some, some artists can overcomplicate that a little bit. And um, but when really, especially what we want as an Arabic language program is like, we want the actual Arabic letters to be the winner. We, we want those to be the thing that stands out and be the most important feature of the work. So, you know, so that's, that's really cool. That, that, that it's worked out like that how, how big are the pieces by the way that you've done for us obviously i i haven't received I, yeah I, we've not finished them yet so they haven't been sent to me but like, how, how big are they like with your hands could you show me like how big they are 
like A4. They're oh, actually uh, like. Oh, nice, cool, cool. That's really good for us actually. That that makes it easy for us to ship them to our students as well. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what's the biggest one you've ever done, by the way? Oh, that one was huge. It was, I think it was like one thirty centimeters by thirty wow. centimeters. <laughs> wow, the one that Rayhan's got looks big, but I don't know if that's because of um. That's that one was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. And how long typically will it take you to do a to do like well, like one of the ones that you've done for us, like one of the kind of A4 size ones. How long will that take you to do? Um, it took me a couple of days to do each one because, oh. like, the background was one thing. It takes quite a long time for the background to dry as well. Okay. Then, when I paint. I do the letters and then I like to do an outline to make sure that the letters stand out even more. Mm. Do you know if there is a if there is a culture of calligraphy art in languages that use the Arabic scripts that aren't Arabic? Like for example, like for Urdu, is there like a calligraphy art culture that they have for, for Urdu calligraphy, do you know? Um, I'm not sure about a proper culture for it, but I've come across some pages on Instagram as well that have these kind of same things with the canvases and it's like Ordo poetry right. on the, it's quite nice to see as well. Yeah, that is, yeah. Cause I'd, I'd only ever seen it with actually Arabic text before, but I thought like, well, it's it's more or less the same letters. So like, why, yeah. why wouldn't it, why wouldn't there be kind of the same kind of, um, you know, the, the same kind of culture and history for it in, in, in languages that use, that use, use you know, and a, a similar to Arabic script. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask that though. So what are, what are your kind of aspirations for Sabir Arts then? Like what, what, where would you like it to be? Um, I'd just like it to be something that people can trust to come to me and be satisfied with the results. And like showing people different ways of looking at Arabic calligraphy and just feeling the piece and what it represents. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to keep one of the pieces that you do for us. It was, it was initially my plan to, to give all, th all four of them away, but, um, but we're moving house soon. And, um, and in our new house, I'd, you know, my, my wife wants us to keep one of them. So maybe we might keep one of them, inshallah, because, um, yeah, it's, it's good to have that kind of stuff, especially like, I think, especially when you've got children. I was thinking like ch when children grow up these days, like at home, it's so easy for them to spend so much of their time looking at a screen rather than kind of other kind of stimulus that are in their house. And it's, um, you know, art definitely has a, you know, has a really important place. Like, if we, do, do you think like that the course that you're doing for us will be suitable for kind of parents to turn into like a family activity going through it, like helping their children learn how to do it and stuff? Do you think it'd be suitable for that? Yeah, I think so, because it is going to be a beginner's course. It's going to yeah. be really, um, even the step-by-step -step basics is, It'll be easy enough to follow for everyone. That's really nice. You know, generally, like, we've had we've had just over 600 students join our program now. And, like, there is generally a trend that, like, I, I don't know if it's, you know, there's probably some interesting things to look into just in terms of, like, when you create content, the kinds of people that you attract. But, like, most people on the program are people with families. You know, like, I've just noticed, like, we get loads of other dads who do join the program as well. And, you know, so there's... And loads of mums as well. Like, honestly, like... One of the real beautiful things about creating an online Arabic program is like there's lots of mums who are like primarily like housewives and stuff who can't really, it's not convenient for them to go as well, especially because of the coronavirus now, but even before that, like it wasn't convenient for them to, you know, go to 
you know, a class from eight till 10 on the evenings and stuff like it wouldn't be convenient yeah. for them to learn Arabic like that. So, so we've got loads of mums and especially home educators as well, who, who would like, who would really enjoy this course, I think, you know, cause they can kind of turn it into a lesson for themselves, for them and for the, for their families. So, so tell us about the structure, tell us, tell us about the structure of this course, by the way. Yep. Okay. So the first lesson will begin with all the materials that I've listed in the materials list. And we'll start off with the very basic, easy materials to use. And then we'll build up towards things like inks and paints. So the first lessons will be what kind of line and what kind of styles you can use with each material and how easy it can be and how difficult it can be because it really does take a lot of practice mm -hmm. to sort of build up the skill. Um, then the next few lessons will be how to write out each single letter of the Arabic alphabet and then we'll look at proportions and joining letters and then I'll do a big final piece like step-by-step -step tutorial on Canvas as well for anyone who's interested in that. That's really cool. That's really interesting. So like well, so it's 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 going to be like a it's like a step by step kind of beginning. To, there's, there's like a step by step, almost beginning to end of an entire piece that you put together actually in the course. Yeah, it's kind of like the same journey that I went on when I was learning calligraphy because at the start it was all like self. It was independent learning and it was my own research because that's what the degree includes. It's all pretty much yourself, like you're discovering everything, and then you speak to a tutor about it you do crit reviews and you get your things like that and then what really opened my eyes to calligraphy was the Haji Nordin workshop so he does Arabic calligraphy and then he incorporates a bit of Chinese calligraphy into it as well so I found it really really interesting that's really interesting how how yeah. how, how obviously they're different scripts so how, how yeah. does that work so he's from China so he's been mastering calligraphy for ages and it's a shame because there's not much of his like tutorials or learning based information online mm -hmm. it's just through the workshops so he'll i've actually got a piece that he made for me so do you want to see it yeah show us please oh Is wow that cool that's so really it? cool Man, that's, it's so cool, isn't it? How like with a piece of art, you can you can tell a story. You can kind of unpack someone's background and, and stuff into onto a canvas. Yep. And um, I watched him make it. It was like two seconds that he wrote it all out. I was like, wow. Electricity. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. How are you? Like, have you started recording the course yet? Um. Yeah, I've tried a couple. I'm just. How, how are you finding it? Um. There's sometimes where I'm, I'm speaking and then I'll say something, but it just doesn't make sense. Or I'm trying to get the words out and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> and then I'll start again. Because <laughs> I'm not filming yet. Yeah, so. of course, of course. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I was so excited about this partnership and, you know, I'd, I'd like to do more things like this with other, you know, other people who have specific skills that would help the Arabic students is because a lot of the time people with these skills aren't necessarily content creators. They're not necessarily people who put themselves on camera a lot. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, not, not, not everybody has that combination of skills and to kind of, um, 
have a have a financial incentive for you as well to put yourself on camera and stuff like that it's important for 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 artists and people with skills like yourself and but like honestly like that's something that I do right something that I do because I'm I've not always been a person who enjoys being on camera like I've probably I've probably made over a thousand videos now but like when I when I made my first videos like I remember putting on the camera and like I'd say a few things and I just think well why do I care about saying this because there's nobody there like it doesn't make any difference if I just if I just stop and walk off or whatever you know like I, I, it took me ages to get past that because and I remember even saying to myself maybe I'm just not a video person I remember saying that to myself I was I'm just not a video type of person I'll write blogs or or whatever instead like, you know you know so you know subhanallah and then you know as I say like now I've definitely done over a thousand YouTube videos um but then in terms of like professional videos for my courses and stuff is way more than that you know so you know so something that I do something that really helped me a way to think about it is like when you're in front of the camera just <laughs> it takes some practice but just imagine you're speaking to a really good friend and that's it really like when when I look into the camera I just I just think about my my students as if I'm speaking to them as if I am speaking directly to them and it does take some practice though like I, I 100% understand when like when you first put yourself in front of that camera and I, I, I've, I was always like really self-conscious when of like other people hearing me talking yeah. to the camera and stuff too and like since like since running my podcast and stuff like that I've often like booked out hotel rooms and had guests come to the hotel and we're recording the hotel room and I'd always be like conscious of people walking past and like I don't know why like this like why should I be embarrassed like I'm putting content out into the world I'm trying to achieve things that I dream of and stuff why should I be embarrassed about it but you know but it it really does take some time because it's so it's so inane to just be having a conversation with a phone isn't it it feels so weird it's like speaking to a robot even this is way out of my comfort zone I wouldn't imagine myself ever doing this but I just thought yeah something new Cool. Well, I really appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you doing it and, um, you know, gig, and, and giving us your time. I, I do really, really appreciate that because obviously, you know, as I say, not, not everybody wants to be on camera and stuff. But I, I especially thought that f- firstly, before we kind of launch your course um, for the students, I wanted us to meet. You know, I wanted us to have a have a have a brief conversation. I thought it would just be nice if we'd bring the audience on the journey with us a little bit as well. Let them kind of be a fly on the wall and listen in in our, in our first conversation as well. So I, I wanted to do that. And then obviously to kind of promote your stuff as well because it's just really good and people should see it so um yeah so 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 i wanted to have you on so i mean i I think really that that's everything to be honest like i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't want to kind of interrogate you about anything in particular or or make you deliver a lecture i more just kind of wanted to get an opportunity to to speak to you briefly hear about your story a little bit so so before we finish do you want to just remind the audience what platforms you're on be it instagram or facebook or whatever and what what the handle is there and how people can contact you as well if they want some artwork doing Okay, um, so the Instagram handle is suburb.arts and um, you can just contact me through there. I don't really have a Facebook for the page because I'm that technology and I can't use Facebook. Um, so the main sort of social media is Instagram because then you can see like, the different kind of work that I've done as well. Cool, that's really good. And um. And by the way, just for the record, because I've been doing this for a little while now. So for the record, I'd say that that's a really good shout for you to stick to one platform for a little while. Like, look, you're an arty type and you're good at that. 
like there's people out there who are real social media types and like looking at their phone for hours a day like if you're not that type of person you don't need to force yourself into it you know enough people have instagram to to make the things happen in the world that you want to <laughs> do you know what i mean so you know don't don't kind of feel like there's pressure to be on all these different platforms that you know all these yeah. other people are on so so instagram is the one um everybody who's listening instagram is the one and i'll put i'll put the link in the show notes uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast and those of you who are watching on the youtube channel will be in the description below as well so you can all go and contact our sister amina um and that's it that's it my sister um so we'll end now i'll i'll bid everyone a farewell with a assalamu alaikum